I'm sorry, are you sure this is the podcast you were looking for? Really? Okay then. Welcome to the Pixels and Dice podcast. Every week, our sad little team discusses gaming in various forms, makes stupid wisecracks, and generally embarrass themselves quite well with their so-called expert opinions. Remember, you did this to yourself. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Scormus. And I'm Bayless. And today, I wanted to talk a lot about a little bit about, well, solo gameplay in an MMORPG. Okay. Yeah. Um. Recently, I was watching some videos from the uh, Game Developers Conference, and a gentleman, I don't remember his name, was giving the last speech of the night, and... He was talking about solo play in multiplayer games, discussing the various personalities that might be interested in doing solo play, and more importantly, why this is a viable, reasonable play style, and something that game companies should develop towards, and already are in some ways, but mostly not. And... It really got me thinking a lot about the whole solo versus grouping argument that's gone on for years in MMORPGs. And you've always had people that would uh, say, you know, MMOs, those are for grouping. Why should there be solo content at all? That's not for soloing, it's for grouping. Well, that's easy because they see the M as massive, which means lots of players playing together. But that's their translation. I see it as, it's a massive game. Lots of things to do. Multiplayer. That just means there's a lot of people playing at the same time. It doesn't mean that you have to be grouped. Yes. But that's their translation of it. That's their play style. Great. Games have been playing, have been um, developing for your play style for decades. When the majority of the players out there they're soloists, mm-hmm. well, and they've been ignored for the most part. Even if they're not solo all the time, of raiding and grouping and solo size, you know, as for group sizes, mm-hmm. a very small percentage of people raid. A larger percentage of people do groups. Everyone solos. Everyone. Mm-hmm. At one time or another, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Whether it's just running through the quests as you level up or, you know, doing whatever. Everybody logs in and plays solo to some degree in all of these games. Oh, and they can say they don't, but they do. Because in World of Warcraft, those elite raiders who used to poo-poo on the, uh, the casuals, they would still have to go out and farm the materials or farm the gold so they could buy the materials to craft their pots and everything else for raiding. Right. But that's just in preparation of raiding. Yes, but you're still soloing. Now, I will say there are a very, very few people, very, very few, who if they log in solo, it's only because, well, they can't log in in a group. They log into the game and... 99.999999% of the time are doing something with their guildies, either in a group or in a raid, be it PvP, 
dungeons, raids, whatever. And even when they leveled up, when a new expansion comes out, they immediately log in, form a group, and ran through all that content up to endgame. They raced to endgame in a group so that they could get there as fast as possible, so that they could jump into dungeons, gear up, jump into heroics, gear up, jump into mythics, and so and so forth. And that's fine. That's kind of the exception to the norm. I think well, everyone would agree to that. Do you remember in Vanilla WoW, all those hardcore raiders, the ones who made such fun of us uh, soloists, when they weren't raiding, they were just out in the world on their own. Mm -hmm. They were the ones who were getting their asses handed to them. Why? Because they had built their character for one purpose in that raid. Yep. And so that was it. The healing I watched... priest couldn't do anything out in the open world. Oh, no, the tank. The tank who was built to withstand damage did not have enough DPS to kill a decent mob. And they would start respawning before they could kill off the first group. They would have more to deal with and then more to deal with. And eventually they would get overwhelmed and they would die. Now, that was a long time ago, though. And... But they now have multiple specs, so they could have yes. a hey, this is my spec for out in the open world, blah blah blah. But it was it was my, that was my point though is when yeah, if you're a soloist, you're built to survive by yourself, right? You're geared for being able to handle whatever is out there, survivability, and mm -hmm. that's the thing. Um, sure, that's not going to be an optimal build for raiding. Or even like in Rift doing instant adventures, you're not going to DPS well in a group or a raid in an instant adventure trying to take down the end boss on this particular section of instant adventures. Mm -hmm. Great. That's fine. Maybe I'm not doing the optimal damage, but I'm helping. And that's fine. Instant adventures aren't built for the hardcore, right? So, But that's part of the problem, though. If you're going to be optimal, you are devoting so much of your time and effort to doing things exactly as you're supposed to, to beat whatever it is you're working on. In my opinion, the fun is gone at that point. You're doing a job. Yeah, pretty much. But here's So I solo because I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the game. No, I'm not doing optimal damage. But when I draw aggro, which as an engineer in my game, I tend to draw a lot of aggro. Yeah. I have several different oh shit buttons that allow me to live through it. And I watch a lot of these better geared players, especially some of these, you know, high end geared commanders going out there. And yet they're getting their asses kicked when they pull aggro. And I'm the one who pops up and gets them back on their feet again. Yeah. Why? Because they're still all about doing the most optimal damage possible. Great. Yeah, you're sure kicking ass. But you're in a situation where there are not just five to ten monsters. There's 30 or more. 
because we have a lot of people here and the event scaled up. Yeah. And you're out there, you're pulling aggro from everything. So everything comes running on you. And you don't have your oh shit buttons because the oh shit buttons make your build suboptimal. Woohoo! Good on you. You're optimal and you're dead. Anyway, that wasn't necessarily the point I was trying to make. I know. We're getting off on tangents again. Yes, but I hate people who bitch about soloists. Yes. Anyway, in this big discussion, he, there was a Q&A and whatnot, and that's fine. It got me really thinking. Um, it's always been in the argument of solo versus uh, group play. The, like you mentioned, the whole, well, massively multiplayer means group play. It's a big game. You know, everyone's supposed to group together, you know, groups and raids and blah, blah, blah. No. Massively, it's a massive world. Multiplayer, it's multiplayer, which could be anything from two players to thousands. Nowhere in there does it say group play required, which is fine. You can, different games will have different interpretations of it, and they'll try to push their players one way or the other however they want. But when they argue that, you know, multiplayer means this, that's fine. And, uh, you know, multiplayer games aren't for soloists. Really? Have you ever played PUBG or any other um, Battle Royale game? Their basic concept is a hundred people or so drop into an ever-shrinking area. It just keeps getting, the ring get, they're in gets smaller and smaller and smaller until there's one person left. Or in some games you can group up until one group, one squad is left. That's it. And that's not only solo acceptable, that's solo encouraged to be, it's more challenging to be playing alone, not with a squad to back you up, but by yourself against 99 other people and coming out on top. That is seen as a massive achievement in Fortnite. Player unknown battlegrounds, X1Z, I'm sorry, H1Z1, uh, King of the Kill, and many, many other, I mean, literally Battle Royale games flying out my ears right now. But being that last man standing, that's the big deal now. And those are massively multiplayer online games. Sure, they're not as big as WoW. But you have millions and millions and millions of people playing Fortnite right now. And depending on how the WoW numbers are doing this month, potentially more people playing that battle royale game than wow so i'm pretty sure it qualifies plus uh we're about to see uh call of duty um their new version call of duty 4 whatever it is uh blackout uh, modern warfare 4 they have a battle royale version coming in it soon blackout which is going to be massive it's gonna be huge it's gonna be a massive hit and that's going to basically codify into the mainstream gaming that Battle Royale is here. I mean, it's already pretty solid, but when everybody is playing it this holiday season on their Xboxes and whatnot, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's one thing, oh, Fortnite's for kids. And that PUBG, it's not, it's, it, it has all these bugs and it's never really been great. But when you have a AAA company like well ultimately doesn't that come back to microsoft i don't remember who's behind it but it's big mm -hmm. and ultimately 
that is the first real AAA Battle Royale game. And it's I've seen it. I've seen in the beta of it. And even in beta, it's smooth. That is going to be so huge. And then the whole thought of, well, solo play in an MMORPG really isn't that crazy. It's just a matter of making it work in an MMORPG, which got me thinking, what about scaling? Now, you play Guild Wars yeah. 2. You know all about scaling. Oh, yeah. You could take a level 80 character, bring them down to the starter zones, and... And you're down to the average level of the zone. Right. You're not this big nasty that comes through and just stomps like Godzilla through the whole area. Killing yeah, you everything. Don't, you don't pull a World of Warcraft where a level 80 goes into a level 1 zone and just pretty much farts and kills everything within a square mile. Right. You are effectively, you have more available skills to you. Yes. But besides having more skills, that's it. It's the only benefit you have. The only thing you have over a brand new character starting up. Maybe your buddy that you're helping out. But when you're playing there, it scaled you down to it, to the appropriate yeah. power level. And if you go, but the rewards you get are commensurate to your level. Yeah, because the, the loot that drops and the crafting materials that drop as part of the loot, they're not all going to be level 80 or tier 6. You you still might get some bolts of, you know, you know the basic cloth. Right. Or you might get a level 5 piece of gear, but the majority of it is going to be level 80 right and so basically that works now mm -hmm. my thought is if they can do that why it would probably require a game to be built from the ground up with this it would be hard to see them retro you know going back and retroactively changing everything oh that'd be hard yeah but you could build an mmo that scales everything from day one so you could do everything solo or in a group or in a raid. And when I mean everything, I mean questing, dungeons, even what would have normally been thought of as raid dungeons, raid instance. You can do any of this in any group style you want. But if let's say you uh, want to go do a quest and they say go kill 10 rats and you'll get a ring that has plus force to your strength. Okay, whatever. So as a solo player, you go out, you go into the cellar, you kill 10 rats. All right, no problem. Come back up, get your plus four strength ring, mosey on about your way. After you leave, in comes a group of five players. They all queue up for the same, the same quest. I'm sorry, they pick up the same quest. They go downstairs, they kill the uh, 10 rats, but the rats, for them are scaled up in difficulty, or more likely the, really, the DPS coming out would be lesser for the group to make it feel more challenging, whatever. However they did it, using scaling technology, the rats, each rat would seem more difficult than it would require five people. You couldn't do it, group version, and then one person playing it. You'd need all five people. It's not like the five people would come down there and just wipe out 10 rats immediately, like in seconds, and they go up and turn it in. No, they'd actually have 
a fight, it would take about the same time as a solo player going down there and killing 10 rats. So not super long, but one rat at a time, maybe two. They take it on. They go back up. They get their reward. They have a ring that has plus four strength. Mm -hmm. And it also has an additional ability for when that player wearing that ring is in a group that gives them maybe an additional point of strength. And everybody in the group, whether they have that ring or not, also gain a plus one to their strength. Or maybe a minor heal over time ability. Or whatever. Just some minor little buff that would affect everybody in the group. Next, a full raid comes in. They all pick up the quest. They go down and kill their ten rats. Again, with scaling, now these rats, they're real, real freaking massive and awesome. It requires the whole raid to take them down. But it takes about the same amount of time as it did for the group or the solo player. So it's not like going and doing a raid boss, but you know you were in a fight. And you go back up, you get your plus four strength ring that also has the group ability for when you're in a group. And it also has a raid ability that is a little better, maybe plus another plus three to a stat or whatever. So that when you're in a raid, any raid, every you and everybody else in the raid gains that ability. Just temporarily, it's like a buff. Now, I know that may seem convoluted, but we have scaling technology in more and more and more games. There's literally no reason this couldn't be put into if they were developing the MMO from the start this way. I mean, this is their, this is, the design philosophy is this. Boom. And they go from there. Boom. And that's the way it runs. Fine. Then literally everybody would have the ability to get the same gear, effectively the same gear, regardless of how they play. But this actually helps raiders and group players, not just because they get a little buff, but because regardless, you know, all, all their gear has different little group and raid buffs and all that. Yeah. Not, but aside from all that, if I go and solo my way all the way through and I do all the what would have been considered, you know, all the dungeons, let's say, which are right. group and raid, you know, previously group and raid only content. If I go and do all that, I've got all this gear. I may be looking shiny as hell, just like the raider over there. But if there's a, hey, we need to get some people to join up for, we're going to do a raid on this dungeon. I could jump up and say, hey, yeah, I'd like to do that. I have all this gear. I'm, I'm good to go. And the other the raider over there and another group player over there can raise their hands and say, me too. And the raider goes, me too. And the group goes, oh, they look and go, oh, raid buffs first, group guy next. Sorry, Mr. Solo guy. Perhaps next time. My gear would still be good enough to do that content. It just wouldn't provide the buffs that those other players have because they did the content. They earned their gear grouping or raiding or both. They could have a mixture doesn't matter. Everybody gets the same gear, but it's not the same. And yes, yeah. then you've got 
in a raid, you literally have 20 people, each of them, each of their pieces of gear, giving everybody all these different buffs. They would have to basically scale onto each other. So 20 people giving plus four to strength, it would disappear as, okay, you have, everybody has a buff of plus 80 strength. The game would just cobble it together so your buff thing doesn't take half the screen. But it could be, it could work. Yes, it would be very difficult. But then they're not going, they lose the argument of, well, you know, it's so hard to design all this different uh, gear for all the different types of players. It's so difficult. We just can't do it. No, you can. It's just a brief little buff that you're adding to each piece of gear. And it's not hard to tell if a character's in a group or in a raid, because it would be a tag on their character. I'm currently in a raid. Oh, no, the raid broke up and now you're just in a group. Tick, it switches over to the group tag. You leave the group, tick, it solos to, goes to solo. So you can't have the cheat of people running together solo, but there's really 20 of them scouring doing the same quest. No, they're all solo players working together. And there's really nothing you can do about that. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting talk, thing to talk about. Now yes. I'm done babbling. What do you think? <laughs> Well, <clears throat> this all basically boils down to the fact that game companies don't want to spend the money to help out casuals. Nope. Casuals are their biggest player base, but almost no game out there really um, helps the casuals. Trove. Trove, Guild Wars 2... Lotro to some degree, Rift I think was another one that has some things for them. But sure, and the main one of the main reasons I'm playing Guild Wars Two is it is not the most amazing game out there, but it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. And their whole development is based around giving the casuals things to do, and it they're doing it to such a degree that. I am so far behind on the things that I really want to do that it's going to take me a long damn time to catch up. And by the time I catch up, they're going to have sprinted ahead with all these new living story things that give you new areas to explore and new things to do and new masteries to earn and uh, a new instance to flesh out and just yada, yada, yada. There's, I mean, upgradable, upgradable armor is coming soon. Actually, it's probably still in, or it's in, but I just haven't got it yet. Nice. So, it's like, holy hell, they went the other direction in a huge way. So, I, I don't, I just, I just know that I loved Guild Wars, or not Guild Wars, I loved World of Warcraft. Favorite game of all time, until I just got so bored, I just couldn't face it anymore. Right. I was paying a monthly subscription, and bored i wasn't enjoying any of it right what cataclysm came out and i thought "Ooh, a new expansion that's gonna make things better it's gonna it's gonna be better and it yeah i did the content and all they gave you was more dailies to do yeah and that's basically the problem is that it's too easy for a game company to go all right yeah they'll say oh we got this exciting new raid for endgame yay that's great for two percent of the population who play well 
even in WoW, where it's more like 30% because of looking for raid. That's not really raiding. Still. That's pugging. Yes, but still. They're still consuming content. And actually, looking for raid is a great example as to why my thought works, because it's not raiding on the same scale as real raiding. You are essentially scaling down the raid content to where it can be soloed, but with a group of solo players, because that's what a pug is. That's neither here nor there. Point is, they try to help out their casual players, but not really. Because they'll go, okay, here's a new raid, but it's effectively, even though it's got, a, you know, the map's different, the monsters are different, maybe they've came up with some new mechanics, but for the most part, it's effectively a rehash of the same raids every, they've been, we've been doing for years and years and years. You go in, you learn the mechanics, you fight the boss, you burn it down, whatever. Oh, look, it's got these ads, you have to control them this way. There's nothing new. It's still, oh, look, it's raiding. That's why I saw some people that basically got to endgame and jumped almost immediately into the low-end mythics. Mythic level dungeons. Because, well, they know how to play and can learn mechanics really quick. It's not that hard. They don't mind going back and having a repair bill. Not doing the old... You have to do the regular version, then you have to grind on the heroic version for a bit to gear up, then you can start doing raids. Oh no, now there's mythics and they jump straight to it. Oh wow. That's not really saying that, basically Blizzard's putting no difficulty in other than, well just keep cranking up the difficulty. Okay, well if you can crank up the difficulty, if you can scale the difficulty of all these dungeons, you're scaling them up, scaling them up, scaling them up. You can scale them down so the solo players and groups can do those raids too. And then suddenly you jump from 5% to 30% of your population to 90% of your population being able to make use of that content. And you wonder why, oh, people burn through the content and then they go away. Right. Because you don't, uh, I level up a character to end game. Maybe do some world quests where effectively a more um, diverse version of um, dailies. And then I go away because I'm bored. But if dungeons and raids scaled to where solo players could do them and could work towards getting the gear, maybe a, a just a straight version of the gear. It wouldn't have buffs for groups or raiders, groups or raids, but still... It would be the gear. I would be able to walk around and say, I earned this. Okay, I didn't earn it like you earned it, but I earned this. It gave me more content. It kept me playing the game. And then you don't have to go and say, hey, you want a free flying mount? Sign up for a six-month subscription. <sighs> yeah. It's sad how far Blizzard has fallen, isn't it? No. I've been expecting this for years. I actually expected them to have gone free to play by now. Me too. I think I uh, um, predicted it originally by 2012 they'd be free to play. Not quite. It's no, coming, they... though. Yes. I'm not holding my breath. 
Oh, but WoW's still the biggest MMO out there. Nah, it isn't even close, man. It isn't even close. Oh, you're talking about those Eastern, those Asian games. No, no, I'm talking about Trove. Hell, League of Legends is technically in the MMO game um, grouping. It's not an MMORPG, but it has 100 million players. I think that was their peak. That kind of dwarfs WoW's success. Just a little bit. Yeah, well. Trove, right now, has more players than Blizzard ever reached. Their peak was 12 to 15 million. Trove has, last I heard, 17 million players. So the biggest and baddest that WoW ever was, which is debatable as to whether it's 12 or 15 million, because it was 12 without China. With China, it was 15, but... They're a little iffy as to whether they can count those numbers or not. Regardless, that's still nothing compared to mm -hmm. Trove. And Trove thrives because it's all solo and group. You don't have to group. No, you don't. I run around and I have people following me and they're just clearing stuff out. And I'm, I'll get, we're all, we all tag the beast, uh, the, the monster. We all get rewards. I'll just be grouping with um 10 and have five to seven other people we're all running around effectively in a small raid running through dungeons that take two minutes five minutes just whatever it's just uh it just goes on to prove my point that yeah the whole thought that you know oh it's all about grouping well y'all better get used to the idea that it's not yeah the Time of the solo slash casual player has come. Game developers are listening and they are building games that will work for all play styles, be they solo, casual versus hardcore, groupers, raiders, PVPers, who cares? We all play our own ways and we're all going to get rewards. Well, that would be nice. It would indeed. I'm not going to hold my breath, though, because there have been far too many situations where we thought, oh, they're going to start catering to the casuals because, I mean, casuals are what keep them in business. And then their next announcement, woo, whole bunch of new raids and PvP. Yeah. And jack shit for anybody else. Well, it's the thing is, it's when it comes down to it, that's easy. Rather than developing for everybody, they develop for a niche group. They get to say, hey, we put out this, we put out a, some quality of life uh, updates for the game, and there's a new raid. Oh, it's such a big content, and it's not. It's content that's for the top 5% to chew on, and it keeps them busy. And everybody else is sitting there going, well, you know, we, we don't have anything to do, but hey, you know, they have updated the game recently. There was a new raid put in, and, you know... So, yeah, there's content. This game's alive, but it's not. No, nope, not really. It's not new content for everyone. And that's why I see the games that are doing okay. They may not be, you know, wow, subscription numbers, but they're doing fine is that they're providing stuff for all of their players. Maybe not every month, but on a frequent basis. And I think more and more we're going to start to see that. They're going to follow the more... Instead of following the WoW model, people are going to follow more the Minecraft model, which is where Trove 
came from. And I'm not saying they're all going to go voxel-based and everything's going to be blocky. What I'm saying is Minecraft is, at its heart, a casual solo experience. Is it not? Mm -hmm. You can play together or you can play alone. You could have a server where you're the only one on it, or you could have a server with hundreds of people. Doesn't matter. But they always developed it with the mindset that it everything has to benefit from the solo player all the way up. And it does it isn't a question. That's just the way it is. That's the game. The game is yeah. based around solo players or more. And that's the way I think is going to be the future of MMORPGs is where they follow a more trove model. Well, we can hope. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good thing. So anyway, we're a little over time because I kind of started ranting. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sure if people have listened to this show, they've heard my rant before, but this just refreshed it in my mind and I had to talk about it. Oh, yeah. It's coming and I've been vindicated. Finally. Finally. Anyway, till next time, I'm Scormus. And I'm Bailus. Generic catchphrase ending. Wow, you actually listened to the whole episode? I'm frankly shocked and have lost a little bit of respect for you, to be honest. But since you are obviously a glutton for punishment, why don't you drop by our new website, scoreme.com? It can't be a much bigger time waster than this podcast has been, can it? Actually, yes, it totally can, but check it out anyway. <laughs>